We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, told me I'm the one that's gonna benefit. Bah, right on cue. As we, there we go. Fade into that. Shouts to Isaiah. What's good, bro? Nothing much, Nick. I mean, I can I get the sad part out of the way initially? Because, I mean, it kind of, this was something that happened today. Um, and I hate to like take it on a sad note, but dude, my alumni, UNLV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was a active shooter. Everything, uh, you know, is handled and is taken care of now, but everyone's going to hear about it. I mean, it's going to make it all over the news. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. It's That's like, pretty nuts. It's, like, our, it's our backyard now. Yeah. It, it, and not only that, but I've never, I didn't necessarily feel this way about like what happened one October. Cause like, I, I, I don't know. I never was planning on going to that festival. It still felt like very heavy, but like this was like on campus too. My brother goes to school. Like it's a, it's a whole heap of shit. So I'm glad everybody is safe now. Mm. Um, and amongst all that craziness, I got a chance to meet Stephen A. Smith today. Yes, sir. So it's like in the studio with the negative, there is the positive and we're making the most of it right now. And also uh professor Ben Morris, he was in here the other day. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's, he teaches over at UNLV and immediately when I saw that, I just finished training jujitsu. And when I saw that hit him up right away and uh, yeah, he, he's good. Um, his students are good, but yeah, man, sad shit. And also, you know what, man, like, you always you always feel it more when it's in your neck of the woods, right? Like it's more relatable. I mean, I've, I've gone to UNLV three times since I moved here to go and like talk to that class to yep. uh, Professor Morse. So, I mean, and a lot of my friends went to school there too that I train with and and whatnot. You went to school there, right? Yeah, and do my diploma sits right above my desk. Let's so go. it's just like you know, I don't know what that subtle is. Subtle flex. I know, I know. You don't know what that is. it's a piece of paper that I bought from Puerto Rico. That says I went to a college. Okay. Just so happened to be UNLV. Um, you should do the same thing. Mm. You ever think about the fake degree? Nah, I feel like it's way cooler that I dropped out. Only because things worked Got out. Got you. If it didn't, it wouldn't be cool. <laughs> Eventually get an honorary doctorate. You know what I mean? Just be so famous that you get an honorary doctorate from like, I don't know. what. What's your favorite school? 
Favorite college. If you were to go back and redo it, Nick, where are you going to school? All right. All offers are on the table. I mean, look, can I get an ISO here? <laughs> I'd have to pick the U. Wow. Because Miami. Yeah. A lot of nice things walking around in Miami. You're not wrong. Shout out to A Street Latinas. Those that know, know. And those that don't are lying to themselves. Muy rica. And uh, probably, <laughs> probably, you know where else? Yes. Where? Arizona State. My brother just got an offer to Arizona State. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's- Dude, your brother might play for the Giants one day. Let's get into that. Let's get into that, Nick. Because this is, I know it's a brother's dream to always see, you know, your other brother succeed. My brother's fucking doing it. I mean, he has a chance to go to a power five school Tell here. Tell the people who your brother yes. is, because I feel like we've touched we've, on it in the past, correct. but like your brother's legit, bro. Yeah. Okay. So six foot five, 330 pound left tackle started both his redshirt freshman and redshirt sophomore year out of San Jose State, never missed a snap, extremely healthy, and he got honorable mention. He got kind of robbed. Um, but it's all politics when it comes to like first team, second team, and honorable mention. He gets honorable mention his second year. And just this past Sunday, dude, he uh, he called me and he's like, I'm not going to play in the bowl game. Very tough bowl game to pass up, by the way. He was going to the Hawaii Bowl. Whoa. I bought plane tickets, dropped 1400 because going to Hawaii isn't, you know. Shout out to the Texas Rangers futures, though. It I makes mean, paying things a lot easier, brother. Listen, I work hard. Right. <laughs> you do. I, I you fucking, do, but I work hard. I play equally as hard. But yo, yes, money won. Yes, three times better than money earned. Say less. If we That's go to the true. slot machine right now, you win five hundred bucks. You're like, holy shit! But if you work and you make five hundred bucks, it's like it's, it's cool. I like it. But when you Correct. win it, it's like, bro. I was just talking to Stephen A. Smith's, uh, and I will go back to my brother in a second. Stephen A. Smith's sister, and she's like talking about my favorite slot machine. And I, me, me and her just like bonded. We're like, yeah, the big pot one. And we go look for the big pots and oh, I'm going to go play before I leave today. That's uh, that's going to happen. But you think, a, back, you think it's a good thing to, uh, the, you think it's like a good omen? Do you believe in that kind of stuff? Like when she brings up my favorite slot machine yeah, and yeah. we don't even know the name of this slot machine, but we know exactly what we're talking yeah. about. I I don't think it gets any more like obvious than that, that right. I got to go test the water. You got to go test the waters. <laughs> you got to go in there. Um, but anyways, back to my brother. He, he entered the transfer portal. Tell me why my dad, Nick, he calls me because we had already bought the tickets. We're playing this amazing family vacation. Be out there in Hawaii for a couple of days. So my dad calls me Sunday and he's like, <laughs> George, we're not going to Hawaii. So like, I thought at first somebody died and then he said, we're not going to Hawaii. Your brother's transferring. And I'm like, pops, like, why are you crying right now? Could have been worse, bro. I was like, you need to save the crying phone calls from when like real tragedy strikes. I mean, not going to Hawaii is pretty fucking tragic. (laughs) Hey, buying non-refundable plane tickets, tragic. Yeah. All right. So he calls, we get it all situated. And then literally for the last two days, uh, after my brother enters the portal, it has been power five school after power five school, crazy money. Um, and we'll see, he's got until January 7th to decide he's going to go on a couple of visits going to UCLA this weekend. Nice bro. Yeah. So Fuck yeah, man, 
I'm I'm super happy, super proud of him. Make sure you uh, follow Carmona Junior on all social media platforms. And oh, we're gonna show him love on the page for oh, sure. Follow because I've already follow the success story. I've already bullied him into like, yo, bro, when you go to the league, I want tickets. Oh yeah, that's a. He's like, I got you, bro. I got a screenshot. So hey, it's man. that is contractually binding. You know what I'm saying? He did say that. We gotta we gotta get it in. We gotta do it the right way. That's awesome. Um. But yeah, that's fun little segue into a crazy NFL weekend. NFL weekend, yeah. But I kind of want to start the conversation because we know about the NFL MVP award since 2012 has been won by a quarterback. It's a quarterback award. We have a fun segment planned where we're going to look at the nine favorites the nine betting favorites for MVP this year. And we're going to make a case for and against each one of them. But before we do that, George, is it alarming how many starting quarterbacks have gone down this year? And it seems like every week, another one bites the dust, right? Ooh. And, and you're talking about season-ending injuries. We got Burrow with the wrist, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins with Achilles. Vanilla Vic, Daniel Jones with the ACL. I got to see that in HD 4K in person happen yeah. right in front of me. The Drunk. first time he falls, I'm like, oh, this idiot can't even stand up right. The second time he falls, I'm like, oh, let me get, I go, let me guess, blown ACL. Then I meet up with you at halftime. You're like, brother, reporting towards ACL. I was like, oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. So you have that one. You got Deshaun Watson and Anthony Richardson with throwing shoulder injuries. So they shut them down for the year. And then you had Trevor Lawrence get stepped on. And that looked pretty vicious because that's like a 300 plus pound dude just stepping on your ankle as you're dropping back. All your weight is distributed coming forward. And then that guy's stepping on you. That couldn't be pleasant. What do you make of these injuries to the quarterbacks? What do I make of it? Here's the thing. And I may be completely wrong in saying it, but the NFL is very brutal. And every year... I would say it averages about four to five quarterback injuries um, a season. So like you listed off their, you know, pretty prominent names. And when they get injured, then it, it seems like there's an epidemic almost. When in reality, like this is just what happens. Uh, every time that I always coach football, I always looked right at that backup quarterback's face. And I said, hey, look, look at me right now. You will be playing at some point in time this season. Because it's true, whether it's, playing in garbage time BS or, you know, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. Well, what do I make of it? It's a, I think there's a fundamental like strength programming uh, flaw. This is what I've been seeing like reports on that a lot of the lower half injuries that have really happened without anybody um, like inflicting a, a tackle or anything. All those come from like, foundational strength things that people overlook, especially, you know, nowadays where you kind of want to rest the body as much as possible. And a lot of people, you know, bypass like the work that you got to put in. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my scientific and also football's just, it's, it's gruesome. Like people are going to get hurt and you know, you're some teams dude are going to just be in this never ending cycle of not being able to keep one healthy. And then it's like a offensive line problem. You Giants know about that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They, they do for a decade now, which is crazy. But 
to to tie the betting into this, it's it's the only position in the sport that the odds shift so drastically. Oh yeah, like there is a yep. meme that goes around whenever a guy gets traded when when it's a running back or a wide receiver or maybe offensive line, any other position, and it'll show, for example, Buffalo Bills before the trade forty to one, Buffalo Bills when they got, I don't know. A random running back, 40 to one, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's a troll job to show you that the sports books don't really value anyone else other than the quarterback. We mm-hmm. all know this, right? It's a reason why they make $40 million a year, 50, $60 million. Yep. With them, the odd shifts are wild. We were both invested in the Bengals. Uh, Burrow goes down. Prior to the Thursday night football game, so that Thursday afternoon before the Ravens game, they're twelve to one to win the Super Bowl. They announced the next day that he's hurt, sixty to one. Nice. They're like, "GGs, bro, it's a wrap. <laughs> you guys are not winning shit, right?" Like that's what happened there. And then you look at some of the other teams. Like the same thing happened with Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. The most heavily wagered team to win the Super Bowl this year was the New York Jets. Hard knocks worked, and then bam, right away. Cut in half the odds. So, and then you look at the other quarterbacks too. Like I think Cleveland was a team that I talked about a couple of weeks ago where we did like pretenders and contenders, teams that are in the playoffs that we think could drop out. And my pick was Cleveland. Because mm-hmm. like, dude, they started Joe Flacco. And he looked good. He looked pretty good, man. He, when I saw that as a Saints fan, I'm like, this motherfucker was eating potato chips a yeah. month and a half ago, and we could have been had him. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> he was, A, <laughs> I think the Brownies could get hot at the end with Joe Flacco. I think he's not there anymore already. I think Joe Flacco got bounced. What? I think it was a one and done rental. How does that happen? Or am I bugging? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, never mind. I take all that back. They were going to move him to the practice squad, but they kept them off. Because they have two eyes and they, they can see that Joe Flacco, gives them a 38 chance. years old, still out here doing it. That's crazy. You said Jewing it. That's Jewing it, yeah. <laughs> um, my take on the quarterback stuff, though, I think a lot of it has to do with... It's weird because I would say... A lot of the injuries that happen early in the season is because like your body's not acclimated yet to the full speed mm-hmm. of the game. But then it's not the case when some of these guys are going down week six, week seven, week eight. So I think it's just unfortunate injuries. Like it's just something where whenever it's a non-contact, bro, I, I blew my knee out once. Mm-hmm. I, I had uh, surgery on my ACL, oh. left knee, playing First football. I, I ran out of bounds, got shoved from behind, immediately broke down, started crying. Because mm. uh, I just knew, like you, you know your body better than anyone else. Yeah, you're like oh, that, that doesn't feel good. Uh, yeah, why can't I bend my knee now? That sucks. Walking really hurts. You know things like that. And it wasn't. I wasn't in pain. I was just devastated because I never felt something like that in my body. And I was saying to myself, "This is six to nine months for certain." And then before you know it, my knee like doubled in size, and then I had a torn ACL. So. And then you see some hits on players sometimes, bro, where you're like, oh, shit, he blew out his knee. And then he gets up like he's good. There's a, sprinting to the sideline. Happens at least to me 14 times an NFL Sunday where I'm like, oh, he got up. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. you're like, holy shit, he got smoked. 
Oh, I, he's fine. I always say that the hardest uh, contact has that has occurred in football is happening every weekend. It, they're setting new records. These people are so fucked. And what's crazy is when when football has become so watered down with the hits, when you do see one, you're like, ah, oh, brings back good memories. Dude, there used to be a segment on ESPN called Jacked Up. It's the best segment. It's the best. Ever and it was created. just dudes just getting CTE. Like that's what the whole segment was. Yeah. Kids. Targeting. Yeah, yeah. They need to, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to tell ESPN what to do. They're, they're doing just fine for themselves, but it's like, come on now. Instead of jacked up, maybe like, I don't know, targeting exclusive or something like where you just go through every targeting penalty. But then I think we would be upset because they're not even that bad. Yeah. Like you see what Josh Jacobs has been getting hit with. Yeah. With like leading with his head. Oh, dude, the worst has been, like, uh, the worst has been Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren has gotten fined close to $100,000. Oh my God. And he's making like 43000 a game because he's, uh, he was like an undrafted rookie. He might've been, he's a rookie. They got to set these fines up like in percentages. So like, you know, we're fining you a certain percentage of your salary as opposed to like, damn, bro, I'm going to make this man have to go out there and like close sponsorship deals tomorrow to stay alive. So he got paid. We talked about this. He got paid lowering his shoulder against Brown safety, Jawan Thornhill in week two. That fine was for $48,556. His game check was $51,000. Oh so you're talking God. about this guy went home with $3,000 on a hit that was just, you're lowering <laughs> your shoulder. You're making a football play. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like I, I mean, I guess I'm happy that the, I would be happier if they got penalized for it, like in the moment, you know what I mean? Cause none of these things are penalties. You watch it. It's just a second and six and they get three yards and the, the game keeps moving. But if you penalize it, then like I'm a fan of it, but let's not hurt these people's bank accounts like that. Especially when they're not making money, like all the other guys in the league, Oh man, it's a little bit, uh, it's concerning, man. The league, they, they kind of do whatever they want. There's no like precedent. They kind of just go and go. I did say, and I said this at the beginning of the, uh, on our, on our show before the NFL season, there will be more fines this year than any other year in the NFL. And I will find the chart at the end of the year and we can see, but I'm almost certain of it. It may double. I mean, Kareem Jackson is definitely holding it down for you so far. <laughs> it's like over a million. He's been fined. I think I have to look it up. I mean, there's some bad ones because they're getting worse and worse. Like when you're a first offender, second offender, eventually it's, yo, now, now you're just holy labeled. shit. He has to serve three months in prison at the end of the NFL season. Nah, because he targeted that much. It's, it's a crime. No, I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? They start giving these guys sentences. Wow. Kareem Jackson. 89,000 for four illegal hits. He's been in the league for a minute too, dude. He's 35 years old, drafted in 2010. Yeah, he used to play for the Texans. This is what the show is called, Veterans Minimum, bro. That's right. He's legit yeah. on the on the vet men right now. Shout out to the Veterans Minimum. Uh, before we move on to our next segment, let's do an ad read quick and give a shout out to Fly Me Out. Fly Me Out scouts and curates trips to some of the world's most exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot. They take care of everything else. From logistics to activities, it's a phenomenal way to network and meet with some of the top achievers and innovators from various industries. 
Legends, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bond with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences, and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel, make memories with Fly Me Out. Listeners of the show, use code VM1 for expedited application review. Download the app, Fly Me Out, use code VM1 for expedited application review. They're planning a trip to come out to Vegas. Really? Yeah, for uh, New Year's. So go, get it in, VM1, and maybe, uh, maybe I'll hit up Zach and be like, yo, have him come by the studio again. Have them come by the studio. Yeah. I, I thought they lived here. I, I'm, I no, may have missed that. From New York? Kind of everywhere. Uh, well, My yeah, buddy well, Zach is, <clears throat> shouts to Zach. Zach is from New York. Um, he's a piece of shit though, because he's a Cowboys fan. Ooh. And all he does every time the Cowboys beat the Giants, because it's been, it's been 12 straight times. You know what I'm saying, George? That text message is never late, <clears throat> I'm imagining. It's, uh, it's only a smiley face. Oh. And it angers me. Just a smiley face. Do you get a thumbs down reaction to it? No, I, I, we end up starting a conversation because he's a good friend of mine, but yeah, I just want him to know. I'm going to clip this. I'm going to tag Zach. Shouts to Zach, but also, you know, go fuck yourself. How about that one? <sighs> His quarterback is... Uh, odds on favorite? Tied. Tied for the odds on favorite. Yeah. Tied for league MVP right now. So <clears throat> I want to do this segment with you and it'll tie into week 14 and then moving forward. The list of the nine favorites per wager attack to win MVP right now. Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Tua, CMC, Tyreek Hill, CJ Stroud. All right. I want to go in order. All right. I don't want to say who your pick is, what you like. Let's make a case for and against each player. Okay. Should we start with four? Dak Prescott? Yeah, let's go. Let's go with Dak four. Why why is Dak Prescott the league MVP? Okay. First off, because he gets that Cowboys bump by always being on ESPN. They will be the most talked about team. He will be the most talked about player just because he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. That play, like we, we were, we're taking everything into consideration here. That plays a huge factor in you being able to win this award. It's kind of like on a silver platter for him. He has pretty much diced up every single team. Um, he threw up 404 uh, against your Giants. That was, uh, you know, a, a meaningless game. But hey, you got to, in games that you are going to win, you got a stat pad. So what I'm seeing here is that he did a good job stat padding against some smaller, you know, opponents. Now, you can't lose to the Cardinals early on in the year. And that is where we all lost hope with Dak Prescott. Am I right? This is where we were like, oh shit, same old Cowboys. They can't even beat, you know, a Josh team Dobbs. that's tanking that like, wants what? Caleb. Yeah. And so the headlines read really negative, uh, and then they got railed by the 49ers. Um, but that all happened early on enough for him to have gone on a run here in the last 
six games where it's like, oh, wow, Dak Prescott, you know, can lead his Cowboys to possibly the first seed in the NFC, which they definitely need that by and would they need home field advantage. So he's got like this, this path that I definitely see is a lot stronger than the next person will bring up in like Brock Purdy. Like I think yeah. his path is, is more, you know, yeah, like I said, solid. It's like a yellow brick road with a uh, wizard of Oz. I agree with a lot of what you said to add to that. Mm-hmm. You're right. I talked on the Monday show how I think no one is playing quarterback better than Jordan Love the last three weeks. Mm. Over the last seven games, there might not be anyone playing quarterback better than Dak. 21 touchdowns to two interceptions. They lost one time during that span. So the Cowboys are six and one. It was a razor thin loss to the Eagles where they had the ball at the end. You're right that they're on prime time often. They're they're leading every sports talk show, whether it's negative or positive. They're being brought up. Mm-hmm. Right. Some people are like me, where eh, let's see them in January. Right. Right. Other people are like, oh, it's the Cowboys' year. We don't know yet. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. I think a couple things play against him. Okay. The loss to the Cardinals is pretty rough. Right. Because you were a 16-point favorite and you lost by 12. You had one interception. You were sacked twice. You only threw one touchdown in that game, 249 passing yards. And then you threw three interceptions against the Niners in a marquee game of the year type of game. And then you lost to the Eagles, but the Eagles, they didn't lose because of him, bro. 29-44, 374, three touchdowns. He was sacked five times. His quarterback rating is 108.3. He has 26 touchdowns to six interceptions, but it is a regular season award. Yes. So I can't say, oh, he's not the MVP because I don't think they're going to do well in January. That don't matter. Mm -hmm. Do you think they could win the NFC East? Because I think that's something that would need to happen in order for him to win MVP. So we do these shows, right? Every week. And This is the fun thing that we get to do and go back and clip out these special moments, right? Because we brought up that Christian McCaffrey this past week, this was his primetime game to make a case for him to win the award. This week, Dak Prescott playing the Eagles is his marquee matchup. This is your ticket to solidifying the award. But you got to beat the Eagles convincingly. And I think they will. Like, I, I... already can envision with the way that the Eagles secondary played last week that Dak Prescott goes for 350, three touchdowns, and CeeDee Lamb has another 150-yard receiving game. Like, I know this is going to happen. And I think after the Cowboys go back and they watch the film from the first game, there's certain things that you just can't do against the Eagles. Like, you can't run the ball against the Eagles. It's very tough. took the 49ers a whole quarter to figure out, oh, we got to, you know, Dink and dunk, West Correct. Coast offense, slants, yeah. Uh, and and so this is a game where Dak Prescott has literally the switch to say, I can win this award or I have officially eliminated myself from winning this award. But it's this week, really. Oh, that's, I do, I, and if they win this this week, they will win the division. Yeah. I mean, they tie them. If they beat the Eagles, they tie them for and the division. overall. 
And then it's whatever happens over the next couple of weeks. But I will say that the Eagles have two games left against the Giants. And all they do is beat the shit out of the Giants. So that's probably, you know, <laughs> and they play Arizona too. So their last three games are Giants, Arizona, Giants for Philly. Wow. So even though yeah. they're in this murderer's row right now in the middle of it. It's going to get nice. Yeah. And you know what, man? That's something just like, to, and, and I guess we'll, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts next, even though it's not in, in the order that we want to go sure. in. There, he's in the top nine. Um, yeah. I think it's something we need to talk about moving forward when it comes to betting. The letdown spot, even if you're a good team, because San Fran beat the shit out of them. We're not taking anything away from San Fran, but how many emotional highs can you hit consecutively in like the regular season if you're Philly? I agree with you. You had the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, Niners, Cowboys. It's like there's no... There's no like down period in that stretch. Mm -mm. And that's what I think also happened too. Yeah. I, as a football ex football coach, football player, you just know how much of a toll that takes on your entire team. Um, But I think Philly, very similar to the chiefs, like you have like enough wins early on to solidify, Hey, we'll be at the dance at the end and you guys will be afraid of us. And now they can start playing like the health game. Um, Jalen Hurts, okay. He is making it a point that he's never coming out of the game. Very few quarterbacks in the league sprint to the locker room when, and this happened this past week in the, in the 49ers game where he sprints to the locker room. You think he's done and they ends up finishing off the game. So he, in my eyes, is doing exactly what a, MVP quarterback would do and it's I never am ever going to let somebody think that I'm I'm injured or that I'm not in control and I'm willing to lay my body out on the line for my team it does wear on you though and the way that the Eagles play it's for sure going to wear on them because similar to Josh Allen and the way that we feel about like oh Josh Allen is the he's only the run game for, for Buffalo, you know what I mean? They have Latavius Murray and James Cook. Not really. Josh Allen will lead the team in rushing. Jalen Hurts does a lot of the same things. He's, but he never gets hit. Yeah. Isn't it amaze you? He just <clears throat> finds his way to the sideline. He'll, he'll literally sprint 20 yards sideways. Like he won't get a single yard, but he's not going to get tackled. Those are little things, dude, that um, bode well, at least for me and him being able to win that award. Cause He's everything for that Eagles team. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the case for him. He's been the most clutch quarterback in football too. They've had a lot of close close games that they're games. on the 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 good side of it. He was the runner up last year, so maybe there is some like uh, recency and, bias, yeah, bias, mm-hmm. right? Recency bias. The knock against him is that if he if he is hurt. Like last year, he he suffered a kind of like a shoulder issue, and then he sat out a couple of games, and then they played him against the Giants. I remember they played him against the Giants, and people were saying, "Yo, why are you playing him? Giants have nothing to, to play for, really, because they had already clinched the wild card, and Philly was already the one seed." It's like, yeah, but if you don't play him, they have the bye week. The next time he's going to step on the field would be the divisional round, and then that's like five weeks he hasn't played football. That's bad. And that's bad. That's a bad look because mm-hmm. now you're in playoff atmosphere. If you're a little rusty, you can't afford to take a half off and then get going. 
So I think with Jalen Hurts, it's interesting that the first two names we talk about, they're playing each other this weekend. Sunday Night Football, marquee primetime. It's now it's kind of like college football. Oh, where yes. You can't afford to, to suffer a loss in November. Mm-hmm. If you're an MVP candidate, you can't have a bad game now. And if your team does win, it just elevates you a lot more. So a, a Hurts-Dak matchup, that's going to be the talk of the town this week. Them two being on Sunday Night Football. Also, you got the division and the home field and all the playoff ramifications. I think this game is going to be fucking epic. Oh, yeah. Because it was a close game last time they played. Yep. And the knock, I think, on Jalen Hurts would be if they don't win the division. And, like, his passing numbers are not like what they were last year. He's getting a lot done. Like, dude, he's my fantasy quarterback. And there's so many games where he'll put up, like, 25 points. They're like, dude, he didn't even throw the ball well. But then you look, he scored two touchdowns. Yeah. And that needs to be accounted for, too, because he has double-digit touchdowns on the ground. Yep. So that's my knock on Hertz. He has 20, close to 3,000 yards, uh, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Yeah. How do, do you, you wanna, feel? Do, hold on. Yeah. I don't know if I've asked you this before. How do you feel about interceptions? Are they all graded the same? Um. No. No, they aren't all graded the same. Do you knock a quarterback you, if he throws a lot of interceptions? No. no. I don't either. I mean, I don't want you to throw red zone interceptions. Correct. If it's third and 13, you're trying to make a play, you throw a pick. Especially if it's down the field. That's a punt. I don't like a nice return. Correct. Throwing interceptions on first downs. I'm not a fan of that. Oh, like we got to let's run the ball a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's let's, uh, you know, make some some plays that aren't uh, like that bad of a calculated risk. But no, they're not bad, in my opinion. Um. I do think, though, that as far as winning an award, you better have a good TD to INT ratio. Like, you better be sitting at a three to one, four to one for you to be in consideration. Because if you're teetering around the one, one and a half or two to one, it's, it's just a quick, easy stat to look at that might eliminate you. Um, what I was going to say, though, about Jalen Hurts is, and this is what Dak has a leg up on him is, Jalen Hurts hasn't been blowing people out. And I know you can't necessarily blow somebody out when you're only playing on one side of the field. Your defense also has to, you know, do their part. But I feel like the defense has done their part, but he doesn't there. That Eagles offense isn't like a big play offense. It's a methodical grind it down. It's not going to be pretty, but they're going to get the job done at the end. That hurts him. Yeah, you 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 want the what I'm already thinking is like the Dak Prescott to CD Lamb go ball, you know, as opposed to a AJ Brown slant. You know what I mean? Um man, that's going to be a good game. That I do is. think it's a Cowboys blowout by the way. Oh, okay. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I had to say it. Brock Purdy. Uh the case for Brock Purdy on the surface, the numbers are as good as anyone's in the league. Mm-hmm. About 70% completion. Yep. 3,100 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions. He has better numbers than Lamar, Mahomes, and Allen. They don't have stats like that. He's hot right now. 11 touchdowns, no interceptions with wins over Dallas, Jacksonville, and Philly. 
on his resume. Like, even though it's not consecutive, it's like those are yeah. the matchups that he played really well. And yeah, he has an unbelievable supporting cast, but he's also the trigger man behind that. And he's holding up. Like, he's... Yeah. He's played well with the exception of the three-game stretch that they lost in a row. And I think the case against him is that he needs everything to be perfect. I don't blame him for having the scenario that he has in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be held against them. Where if you don't have Debo, yeah, you haven't, you haven't won without Debo. If yeah. you don't have Trent Williams, you haven't won without Trent Williams. And that goes for a lot of teams. You take away a star weapon and a star left tackle, that's going to be an issue. But I think he's receiving a lot of love because of the monster win that he had against Philly. I still don't think he's the most valuable player on his team. Mm-mm. He is not. He is not. And, but like you and said, he's a trigger played, man. And who's played the best for that team all year round? It's been the running back. Because like Purdy, he had... 125 yards, one interception, one touchdown against Cleveland, loss. Against Minnesota, two interceptions, 272 yards passing. Against the Bengals, 365 yards passing, but they were trailing a lot of that game, two interceptions. And then from there, he's been on fire. Three touchdowns, no picks. Three touchdowns, no picks. One touchdown, one interception against the Seahawks. And then the four touchdowns that he had against Philly. I get all that. But I think that he just hasn't been the most valuable player for his team. How could he be the most valuable player for the league? Right. And I think this bias against non-quarterbacks, it's, it's a weird award to give it to Brock. It is blasphemy that he is tied for the best odds. Yeah. I in, don't, my, in my opinion, like... I don't get that. Now, I will say this, bro. Storyline, storyline. Narrative, dope, right? Mr. Irrelevant. Year two, everyone that listens to the show knows that I get pretty fucking stimulated when it comes to second year quarterbacks for like odds, right? Like Lamar won it, Mahomes won it, Carson Wentz was in his second year and then he got hurt, but he was like minus 400 before he blew out his ACL Crazy in that game against the Rams. So there's something about the second year quarterback. Like I'm already telling you from now, like CJ Stroud is probably going to be the most heavily wagered guy to win MVP next year, just because- He's already an MVP candidate. We haven't gone to him yet, but he's one of the, he's in the top nine. And then year two with him, it's gonna be like, holy shit, you have all that momentum. So I think my final take on Purdy is because the 49ers get hot every time around this time of year, they had the monster win against Philly and which what was billed as the best game of the year. I think People are giving him credit for it, but you're also going to have a lot of people discrediting him because of the supporting staff. I, I, I'm one of them. Yeah, I am one of them. I, this is this is shocking to me that he is this high up. I could see him at maybe a six to one. I could see him maybe at an eight to one. Right? Give me a break, three to one. But that's just recency. That's a lot of Niner fans that are throwing crazy money at this dude. That you know they are buying into the storyline. Um, well, hey, listen. the The one thing I do know is the 49ers are completely based on their surrounding cast. Anyone drops off, and you know he loses one or two of those games, it's over for you. Like it was over for you, honestly. When you lost to Cincinnati, you dropped three straight, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's just what you are." Yeah. Now you're on a 
you're on a, a, a pretty historic run here. I don't know. He'd have to, he'd have to put up a, at least, can we make this a requirement? You got to throw for 400 yards at least once in the season. If you're going to win the, the MVP award. Yo, I just think as a whole, for you to be the MVP from week one to 18, you can't have a bad game. Agreed. Agreed. Like, all right. It, and, and if you throw 202 yards and two touchdowns and that's like your worst game on your resume, cool. I'll give you two touchdowns, one interception. Like you're going to throw picks, but he just hasn't been from start to finish. You got to lead the league in something. The MVP. Yeah, I, I do like you that too. You got to lead the league I, in something. I do like that too. What the f- and like. I feel like that's going to, I, I want to pivot over to Mahomes because I want to make a case for him to be the MVP. Yes. Okay. How shitty are the receivers he's playing with? <laughs> Bad, bro. It's most drops in the league. He's he's having a good season if he wasn't named Patrick Mahomes. It's the fact that his name is Patrick Mahomes that everyone is losing their mind over the the numbers that he's putting up. But he's having a pretty solid year. 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 3,100 passing yards. Probably should have 3,600 passing yards leading the league if his guys catch those passes. And then... You're probably looking at another, what, four or five interceptions, um, four or five touchdowns. And dude, there's been four interceptions he's thrown where it just hit off the wide receiver's hands, pick the other way. Yeah. So the case for Mahomes is he's having a really good year. He's not having a great year, but I think it's because of the weapons around him. You're talking four plays. Here's the thing. The MVP voters, they see all those plays that, that fuck up, right? So like in their head, they're like, oh my gosh. They're thinking of all the same things we're thinking of. Mahomes was dotting people up on fourth and one in the fourth quarter, uh, you know, to go ahead and and win the game. Like, is it, <clears throat> it's just the losses. And it, I wouldn't even consider, I wouldn't even consider a lot of them like, like bad on his part. But fuck, if he didn't have those, or if he didn't lose to Green Bay this past week was pretty bad. He uh, he threw for 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked three times. Like he's not getting sacked a lot, but I don't know. Like there's no weapons. There's no exclusive weapons for him to exploit because Kelsey's nowhere in the award. He has the worst weapons of all the quarterbacks on this list. Yep. Collectively. Mm-hmm. Philly got way better weapons. Dallas got way better weapons. Um, the Niners. Niners definitely got way better weapons. Baltimore. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. Maybe the Texans, you could argue, especially with Tank Dell going down. I think because Tank Dell went down. Yeah. Because they had a really good thing with him. Nico Collins put up like 190 last week. Like Nico Collins has been balling. Oh, I got him on fantasy. Love it. Yeah, same. Same. Um that's my case for Mahomes. He's not going to win it because he's on pace for career lows in passing yards, touchdowns. And like, he hasn't really had those like, wow, oh, Mahomes yep. magic yep. moments. He hasn't had the crazy comeback. Right? He, against the Packers, he threw the pick also. That's the case against them. The yeah. case for him is he's playing with the worst collection of weapons in the league probably. And a lot of it has nothing to do with him. And that's a, that's a part of the award. 
That's true. That's a part of the award. Yeah, you got to elevate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a part of the award. You yeah. know, it sucks because literally when you said those four plays that ruined that award for him, I mean, you're talking about the highlights that people would remember. Yeah, a game-winning touchdown Monday night low football. Lights. Monday night football against the Eagles, yeah. right? And then you have, I mean, th- Thursday night football to open up the year. With no Kelsey, no Chris Jones. If Ever, he would have Kadarius Tony drops a yeah. wide open pass on on a big third third down and twenty. It was like uh, you know, only the Chiefs and the Bills can get the first down here. You know Where what I mean? Confident that on a like, third and twenty they could go and get it. The live line does not change. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They're still predicted to be you, but unfortunate. I I don't think there's any more case to make for Patrick Mahomes. Now, if he does, let's just say he goes off on this back half here, five touchdown passes a game, lights it up. They don't lose. You could see him sneak into like maybe getting second. But I don't know. I mean, it's there. It's there for everybody. If they can get hot to close out the year. And he's definitely in that discussion too. I think, I think also team success has a lot to do with it. And I think the team that's best suited to be the one seed is Baltimore. They have the most complete team in the, in In the the league, in the AFC for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the league. And then I thought of San Fran and Philly. Yep. Um, Definitely in the AFC. He has the playmakers to put up the numbers. Mm-hmm. He's already on pace for career highs in completion percentage and passing yards. He's about to get over 800 yards rushing yep. also. So he is the dual threat. And with Mark Andrews now away from the offense, if he does continue to be productive, because we know how valuable Mark Andrews is, like Mark yep. Andrews to Lamar, is what Kelsey is to 100%. Mahomes. Like that's how their relationship is on and off the field and how much he relies on him to just be out there as a decoy. He's going to go to him in the red zone. So without him there, if he could continue to be productive, I think that's a good case for him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the thing that Lamar needs to do on the back half here, because I think once you win the award once, the only way you ever win that award again is if you do the same exact shit or better. Yeah. And he is not there. Now, what I will say could get him there is he only has five rushing touchdowns this year. 
you know, and we know Lamar as the untouchable dual threat quarterback that, you know, we really thought that that was going to be his archetype. But then so many reporters were like, oh, do we, we really have a running back at quarterback? And then he's like, well, fuck them. Like now I got to start passing the ball. And he's really evolved. I mean, out of all the quarterbacks in the league, I don't think there's been a quarterback that's made a better and quicker evolution than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He needs to, if he wants to win the award though, he needs to start getting jiggy with it on some, some linebackers. Like you need to make people look stupid, highlight real plays, continue to win out. Like you said, they're the most uh, complete team in the AFC. I, I hear, hear me out on this uh, crazy betting thing that I did. I bet the Super Bowl exacta this year. Ooh. So I bet the Lions to defeat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. It was at 1900 to one. Uh, or uh, 190. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 190 to one. That has now shot down to 62 to one. So I'm like, yeah. And I need Lamar Jackson to keep playing on this path here. Uh, Any chance of them getting the number one seed, right? They're tied for for the number one seed in the East. Yeah, they're tied. They're they're tied with Miami. Mm -hmm. The the knock against Lamar is he he has 13 passing touchdowns this year. Yeah. Yeah, I get close, like over 25. Yeah, I mean, his he honestly just can't make it based on the numbies right now alone. Yeah. I mean, he's, I don't think his numbers are going to justify being the MVP. Yeah, and he's had a lot of games where, like against Seattle, they blew out Seattle. He had no passing touchdowns. The running backs just went crazy. Yeah, right against Arizona, running backs went crazy. Uh, it's just something where. He just hasn't had those, like, against the Lions, he went bananas. 357 passing yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. I think it's the numbers that are going to hold back Lamar. That will be the case against them. Yeah, and he's, he's like, also been a Lamar Jackson this year where it's like, which Lamar are we going to get today? Yeah. Are we going to get the Lamar that's mobile? Are we going to get the Lamar that is kind of inaccurate in the pocket? Yeah. Are we going to get him rolling out, finding people? And uh, I, I really like him to win the award again next year. I think they like year two with an offensive coordinator, you know, gets me stimulated just like you get stimulated by oh, second year quarterbacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Second year OC. I know you. You've come over to my house. You met my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're bonding a little bit more. We're, you know. The weapons. Soulmates. Yeah. In a way. Football soulmates. Yeah. Nah, second year for sure, man. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. The continuity too. That's why I was excited about Daniel Jones a little bit with Brian Dayball, even though that blew up really quick after like week two. Ah, yeah. But not nope. even. what can you do, man? What can you do? All right, Tua. Yes. As we start to wrap up uh, this conversation on the MVPs for and against. Another guy who I think hasn't been the most valuable player on his team. Oh, he is just placed right here because of one man. Tyreek Hill, you, you, you know, you hope that if Tua won this award, he would on the nameplate say, can you also put Tyreek Hill there? Um, because without him, this wouldn't happen. Tyreek Hill is having a, I kind of want to skip over Tua. Yes. Should we just get to the man that could do what we've been saying could be done? Yeah. I just think, yeah, you know, I really do. And, and it'll be a really cool take. I'll be, 
I'll be bringing up the old videos that we've been talking about since like July about McCaffrey and then also about Tyreek Hill the last couple of weeks. But I just think the MVP has not been a quarterback this year, man. I think all things considered, I think it got to be either McCaffrey or Tyreek. And if they continue on this pace, Tyreek Hill has clearly been the most valuable player on the Miami Dolphins. He has 12 touchdowns, 1,481 yards, 93 catches. Uh, I mean, what more can you say? He's putting up 157, 102, 146, 112, 163, 181, 40, but a touchdown. 58 yards, 62, touchdown, 215 yards. Like start to finish, he's been the most valuable player on that team. And when you, when you sort of parlay the two, Tua, he's not having like, you know, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but he's had a couple pick sixes. He's, he's not played well against anyone with a winning record. They lost to the yep. Chiefs. They lost to the Eagles. They lost to the Bills. All their wins are against teams that are below 500 or worse. So he's beating up on shitty teams. Now you could say the Which, same thing about Tyreek, right? Because yeah. he is on the, on the same team. But with the quarterback, I think the perception of it is completely different. So from start to finish, it's just been Tyreek Hill. And you can still get him at like 20 to 1, 15 to 1. I, I think, saw 50, yeah, 15 to 1 is yeah, where I saw I think, that most recently. I, uh, I think you missed the ball on that. You know, like two weeks yeah. ago, it was 60 to 1. Yep. When I bet McCaffrey at 50 to 1, he was like 120 to one. It's clearly one of them two for offensive player of the year, but I think it should be one of them two being MVP. I mean, there's no other year to do it. I mean, there's there's literally only one other quarterback that we haven't brought up, but they won't give him the award. Like, I think if, and I'll bring him up, CJ Stroud. If CJ Stroud goes off every game for the rest of the season and he leads the Texans to the playoffs... I still don't think he wins the award. Yeah. That's, I just think they slide it against rookies. Like, and he's had an amazing year, CJ Stroud. I mean, 3,500 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. He didn't throw a pick for like the first seven weeks of the season. Um, but even though that we just brought up him, a person who has been playing consistent all the way throughout, so is Tyreek Hill. Here's the thing with Tyreek that, I think he has had more consistency than Christian McCaffrey. I just think there's too many weapons on the 49ers and that Christian McCaffrey, this past game kind of, you can rip up that ticket. Do you now feel, do you feel the same way? Like had it been that the Eagles tackled Debo Samuels on the five yard line and then McCaffrey scored him, dude, as, after I saw Debo, do what he did. I was like, mm. you know, those are pride plays that those safeties and corners make at the end where people are like, oh, he's a know, football player. That's that guy hustles. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, damn straight. He hustles. He fucking hustled my bet. <laughs> high motor, high motor guy, right? At the draft. <laughs> Give me Christian McCaffrey on the three yard line, baby. Oh my God. The Eagles picked that up. The case that sucks. Yeah. The case against Tyreek Hill is that it's a quarterback award. Even if we want to make the case 
otherwise. We can't be naive to it. I will say, if he gets to 2,000 yards, mm-hmm. has literally a historic season. He has 12 touchdowns. I'm asking for a lot. I'm asking for a lot. What I'm about to say now. But dude, if he gets 2K and gets 20 touchdowns, and they're the one seed, and like Tua, Tua maybe gets... 14 total touchdowns over the next five weeks, but eight of them go to Tyreek. And like maybe Tua has, you know, it's going to start getting a little colder. Maybe Tua has 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeah, I was about to say, we do need Tua to fuck up a little yeah. bit here. We do need him to But like, bro, mistakes. if he gets 2,000, I feel like it still might not be enough for people to vote for him. That's why I think like he needs to get to 20 touchdowns. And it's wild because that means he needs to get eight touchdowns over the next five games. Damn, he's not even leading. He's not even the touchdown leader on his own team. That's a that's hurts him. That does hurt him too. Raheem but it's Most- a it's a running it's back. It's a running though. back, and he's close. Yeah, like it's yeah. Raheem Mostert has sixteen. He has twelve. McCaffrey has seventeen. You and get- and I'll say this too, bro. I gave out McCaffrey twenty to one for offensive player of the year. I think Tyreek got that. Yeah. Bias aside, ticket aside, pride aside. Doesn't he just seem like a character that would be able to do it? Is this what Calvin Johnson was missing? Was like his own podcast. Hmm. A little bit of swagger. Touchdown celebrations. You know? Backflips with GoPros. He is doing a phenomenal job marketing himself every Sunday as a player that seems like he's very important. I would I would go on a limb to say he he might be up. This can go into it. Uh, jersey sales, I think Tyreek Hill jersey sales have for sure gone up this year, but it won't compete against Travis Kelsey. I just realized that. Yeah, it won't. Mind. But dude, also Tyreek, the dolphin, the dolphin teal jersey is sick. That's a dope jersey. I'm a fan too. of the white one. The white one. Yeah, I'd love the color pattern. Yeah, the color pattern is dope. I think it's my favorite in the league. So I he he could do it, man. Eight, I would, I would love, I would love for you guys to chime in on the conversation at Veterans Minimum on all social media outlets where you can find us and contact us. Uh, you'll see the social clips on there too, and let us know what you think. Give us a case for and against some of these players. Uh, can I give you an outrageous one? It'll, it'll segue into our game of the week. Go ahead. All right. All I did was shit on Buffalo for months. And shout out to the 716. You know, old Dirt McGurk got a soft spot up there to my Bengal nation. Buff State Bengals D3, baby. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Elmwood Avenue. The boy was out there. Shout out to Zonies. You ever have a Zoni? Uh, I've not had a Zoni. Oh, bro. A Zoni is like, it's a calzone. Yeah. Right? And uh, the place was called, it's it's like a Western New York franchise. Zonies. I don't even know if they're around anymore, bro, but. Anything you could fantasize that you would want to eat, they would put it in a fucking calzone. That sounds like a... Like strawberry shortcake calzone. Mm. Obviously the pizza stuff, but like spinach pie calzone for the Greeks. You know, chicken parm. I mean, I'm on a diet now. I can't be talking like this, but we're talking about craziness. So I do love Buffalo. I do love the 716. And I've been a little hard on you guys. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, right? 
Well, George, why have I already bet them to make the playoffs at plus 390? I bet them to win the AFC at plus 30, plus 3,000, so 30 to 1. And then I took a stab on them to win the Super Bowl, 60 to 1. Wow. I say all this because Josh Allen, yeah. 60 to 1 to win MVP. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. <laughs> Please just hear me out before you guys start yelling. The schedule sucks. <laughs> the schedule is not kind for old Buffalo. It starts this week. They play the Chiefs. Then they host the Cowboys. They go to the Chargers where, you know, it's going to be on uh, Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. There's going to be in, in SoFi, what? 70% Bills Mafia. People just getting slammed through tables and shit. Yep. All right. Then you got home Patriots at Miami, which who knows? Maybe Miami is resting. We don't know. I love, I don't think it's tough. If you want to win the award, it's good. Okay. But I'm also talking about, because I talked about it with Kenny on Monday, but then I made the bets today. Okay. I was like, yo, I have to, dude. I love around this time of year. Who's a team that can maybe go on a run? I put in my mind these like path <laughs> to victories, right? I start cooking up. I start the getting, Giants, 2008. You know, 2007, bro. Oh, year. Come on. Bad, don't get, 2008 was when Plaxico shot himself and it still hurts. RIP. All right. That career. Yeah. His career. His career was kind of yeah. over after that. Yeah. And so that's what you chance. start doing. You start 2007. Yeah. Start Who shaking. Can I find Yo, the bills. <laughs> Josh Allen's numbers. They're not that bad, bro. You know, 30. He's, he's accounted for 33 total touchdowns. They're fifth in the league in scoring, fourth in the league in total yards. He is clearly the be all end all. And look at the marquee games that he has. And it's going to start with Philly. Because if he does go on this run, even though they lost to Philly, people are going to be like, dude, that's the best game he played all year, even though they lost. Like, Correct. He, you know, he went toe-to-toe with Hurts on the road, inclement weather. Yep. And now, uh, say he goes in there in Kansas City and he beats Kansas City, then he beats Dallas, gets hot, beats Miami. Those are three Super Bowl contenders, right? Mm-hmm. Going to light it up against New England because you're just going to you're going to need the stat padding, the six touchdown game. Yes. The knock against them is that he's a turnover machine, and 100%. that's going to suck going into this game because Kansas City got a really good defense. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas City has a top five defense in the league, and he has leads the league in interceptions. He has thirteen. Uh, two off his career worst total. He's lost three fumbles. But I think if they could get hot, bro. Yes. The path is crazy because I don't think Kansas City is as intimidating as years past because of the receivers. Mm-hmm. If they play Miami in the playoffs, oh, it's a team that we know we've dominated under Josh Allen. We've always done well against them. So what? We got to go to South Beach. That actually works out better for us. It's going to be 80 degrees. We'll be chilling. We'll be 19 in Buffalo like it was. Yeah, Buffalo in January it. was not a good time for the boy. It sucked. But I think there's a path there. So the first round, they maybe play Jacksonville as a seventh seed. You right. play Jacksonville. You get through that. You play Miami as the one seed. Who you could have already beat. Two weeks before. Two weeks before. You smoked them when it mattered back in like September, October when it was when yep. they played each other earlier. I don't know, man. It's just something where a lot of times in betting, I'm trying to find numbers that stand out. I try to paint scenarios in my head for a run that a team could maybe go on. 
if you're going to make that bet, you got to make it now because if they beat Kansas City, oh, it all of those are going to dip down. Dropped in half, for sure. So I think taking a stab on Buffalo now, even though I've been trashing them for six months, I think now is the time to do it. Which brings me into this game, though. This is going to sound super hypocritical. It's almost impossible not to bet Mahomes in this spot. Am I right? 7-0 and in his career off a loss in the yep. regular season. And he is, and it, you know, it would only be in the regular season because if he lost in the playoffs, they wouldn't play again. Correct. So congratulations, Nick, for pointing the obvious. 15-5-1 against the spread when he is a favorite of three points or less or an underdog in his career. The line right now is at minus two per wager attack. I've seen that start to shoot down. It started at three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. And then it's been incrementally working its way down. And when you look at the betting splits, Bills getting the tickets, Chiefs getting the money. 54% of the tickets are coming in on Buffalo, while 67% of the money is coming in on Kansas City. I really like everything you've laid out there, Nick. Like I, And I'm not just saying that just to be like, George doesn't know how to use other adv- adjectives. But Dude, like, let's get on. I love the path. I, I, I want to, yeah, we need to do a bet together that we could like celebrate together. Cause even is though it this one, it, is it the bills? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, maybe not to win the Super Bowl. I like them to win the AFC. I'd really like that one. What was a 30 to one? Yeah. You said, <sighs> yeah, 100 bucks. I put 100, you put 100. That's a nice, juicy ticket. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. We in? We in. No, I'm, I love this. Well, let's have something and everyone get on board, bro. I love this. I love this because now I, because listen, all year listen been we shoot- know, we know each other well. We've spent money on way worse. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right, so what's a hundred? I mean, I paid for Uber Eats that was fucking cold when it arrived to my door <laughs> yesterday. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course I've spent worse money. <laughs> Incredible Uber Eats. Seven hours to get my food. Nuts. I love this, Nick. You know what else is cold? Buffalo's cold. Just like my food was. And he, I mean, it starts now. You have to defeat the Chiefs. And look, they're I don't also, necessarily like the MVP, but like. MVP is a stretch. Yeah. Because he'll probably still turn the ball over. Yeah. Because that's just how he plays. He's a gunslinger. But dude, they're coming off a bye week too. They're coming off a bye week. And I think he came at a right time for them. The Cowboys will have been coming off of really hard game, really hard game, really hard game. Then the Bills catch them at the right time. Yeah. I don't know. I think, wow. I think it's, and again, though, I'll tell you this. I'm saying everything I just said about Buffalo, but I'm probably going to, we're probably going to put Kansas City in Circa. Yeah. You have to take that number there too. So it might be a little bit of like, an, a, like a hedge. You don't think that line finishes any higher than two, do you? No, I think, I think it the line is probably going to stay. I think it'll close at one and a half. Yeah, that's right. You see saying. a lot of one and a halves lately. Hmm. A lot of one and a half twos. But I think that's something where I'm going to have to be on on Kansas City. It's not hypocritical because I do think like there's, here's the thing. And this kind of bodes in our favor. Josh Allen has defeated Patrick Mahomes. He's two and one in the regular season. And then Mahomes is two and oh in the postseason when they play. Um, So like technically, Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes' daddy in the regular season. I'll say it. I'll say it. Josh Allen owns Patrick Mahomes when it doesn't really matter. That's that. 
Yeah. And I think you're catching Kansas City at a point where it's not as intimidating as it once was. I really don't think that they're the same team. And look, man, Buffalo, Buffalo checks. You have the quarterback. That mm-hmm. was another thing why last year around this time, I, I doubled down on the Packers. Packers were 120 to one. Remember they had to win outright yep. in order to make the playoffs. And they won like three straight games and then they lost to Detroit. Yep. And I just think that the path is there for them. Now, look, they could go out there and they're probably going to get smoked by Kansas City, which is why I think that's why I called it a hedge. Because if you make these bets now on Buffalo and they do win, those numbers are all going to get cut in half. You feel really good about that ticket. And then also for them to make the playoffs, you're getting a plus number. I think it's crazy because the teams that are ahead of them are Pittsburgh, who's playing quarterback for them, Trubisky. Oh, enjoy that. Right. Cleveland. Joe Flacco. Come on, man. Uh, CJ Stroud with the Texans. Cool. But that's three three teams. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. The Colts. Colts. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that there's there's a path for them to sneak in because I think Cleveland and Pittsburgh is going to regress without their quarterbacks. And then you have Josh Allen. Like nine and eight. They could still get to nine and eight. And that might be enough to make the playoffs. And then I'm telling you, bro, it'll be like a pick em against Jacksonville. It'll be a three-point spread against Miami in South Beach. Can you imagine going back-to-back weeks to play away road playoff games in Florida? Yeah. Are you probably what's going to happen to Buffalo? That's very nice. And they'll probably just stay down there too. Do you ever, I know this is like really random, but like, did you ever think about teams that play in like Florida? Like if they actually like had a dome that could produce snow and like, like rain, like simulations to get you prepared for if you go somewhere else. I mean, rain. It no, rains no, no, no. In I'm saying like, I'm saying like, okay, one week, like we plan it out in our head. We know we're gonna have a light drizzle coming down in our dome. Oh, just to yeah, mess so with now, the other team. Now dome games, <laughs> yeah. Like, like imagine like a waterfall shower type situation, dude. There was a Madden game that you used pretty to do. Sick. You used to like toggle with the settings, and you could have like yeah. a like a game in August. And your Madden franchise was snow. You're like, how is that possible? That's not, that's not a possibility. They just have it rain in like a dome. I know that was really stupid, but I'm just like, well, I mean, bro, it'll be Atlanta, done eventually. Atlanta dude. used to pump crowd noise into their stadium. Oh, the Saints still do. Yeah. The, the, so that's kind of tampering. Super ain't that loud. Yeah, that's kind of tampering <laughs> with things. So I think, I do think Kansas City bounces back and they win. And again, I think it's, it's a good spot to come in on the Buffalo Bills now because if they win that their odds get cut in half but then if Kansas City like I'm telling you we, we already spoke about it with Kenny it's 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 hard not to take Mahomes in this spot I'm, I I bet the exact same way that you talked about I yeah. said it on the show that I was on yesterday I was like yeah anytime that Patrick Mahomes doesn't really have to do too much they just have to get a win at home come on now come on now the NFC East bar fight. Cowboys, three and a half point favorites against the Philadelphia Eagles. Cowboys are getting 70% of the tickets. Eagles are getting 65% of the money. You have pros versus Joes. So anytime you see tickets or bets as like buzzwords, those are like the ticket amounts and mm-hmm. the amount of bets that are coming in. That's usually the public. Money is like the pro betters. Got it. Got it. So that's always like a cool I mean, indicator. That's relatively close there. You said that, you know, 
70% of the tickets coming in on the Cowboys. And you said 60% of the money, mm-hmm. 65% of the money. Yeah. So that's, do you normally find them to be that close? No, in this both is, directions? this is, or is this like a rare, this is a very, it's a heavily bet game on both sides. Yeah. Like, because you have two popular teams, two popular fan bases, two really good teams. Also, there's a lot on the line. It's a Sunday night football game. So these numbers are probably going to get even more skewed. Like, a half hour before kickoff when you mm-hmm. look at these numbers. But I think this is, this is a, whenever you have a pros versus Joe's game, this is an average thing that you would see. 70% of the tickets, way more of the tickets on Dallas as opposed to Philly. Yep. But then a lot of the pros. And it's what I always talk about with Philly. Philly is coming off an embarrassing loss because they got smoked at home. If you're a good team, you got to back Philly here. Because the good teams bounce back. I think it's a three-point game either way. Mm-hmm. And catching three and a half right now on wager attack. Yeah. So at the time that this goes up, it might not be. So I apologize. But maybe buy a half point. And yeah. either way, right? If you like the Cowboys at minus three, buy it down to two and a half. If you like Philly at plus three, buy it up to three and a half. Buying points is definitely something I've done this year that has helped out tremendously. Just getting it right where exactly you want it to be. I think that's where a better really takes it into like their own hand. Like, no, I'm making this calculated decision. Not just because I'm being told, but you want that control. You know, it's kind of like the exchanges that, uh, but your buddy came on here and talked about. Oh yeah. You're in control. Yeah. David Hill. That was a really good episode, man. You guys like that one. That, That did pretty well. I think um, in in response to what you were saying about like buying the points, it's a pretty polarizing conversation. Like some people are like, it doesn't matter. Because over a long period of time, if you buy the half point and you start like really getting into the nitty gritty. The house is still taking out a good chunk of what yeah. your winnings would be, right? Yeah. So like you have to find ways to get points where you're only losing a, yeah. a buck 20, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. And some people try to middle games. Like this would be one where you would try to middle. Mm. Say you bet the Eagles at plus three and a half and then Saturday morning you wake up and you happen to see Dallas two and a half. Some people would try to take Dallas at two and a half and hope the game ends Dallas by three. So you hit both bets. Dude, I've been betting for like 15 years. Legit. Have you ever been able to do it? One time I've middled the game. It was a Chiefs. It was a Chiefs Broncos game. This was with Mahomes. I landed on seven. I took the Chiefs early at six and a half, and then it got to seven and a half, and then I bet the Broncos, and the game landed like 27 right. 20. Oh, I was like, holy fuck. shit, I'm the fucking man. Don't talk to me. <laughs> talk to me nicely. Stuff. Not twice. Wow. One time it's happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very hard thing to do. No, for sure. For sure. Damn. I kind of want to try to do But also, do it's this. cool when you get it done, bro. You're like, oh, dude, yeah, literally, I'm the man. <laughs> um, real talk though. Yeah. I will be live betting the shit out of this game after I see the way that the Cowboys come out on that first drive. Mm. And if it ends up the way that I think it will end up, I will take the Cowboys at an alternate line of minus 10 and a half, because I think the Cowboys are either going to blow them out or they will get blown out. Like, I don't think this game is close whatsoever. It, it'll be a big game that everyone wants to watch, but we're going to feel the same way we did versus the Niners. If the Cowboys run the ball on the first possession and I see that they are 
not able to move against that Eagles defensive line, then I'm taking the Eagles. Like, I, I think the Eagles will have had them in a situation where they can actually win the game, which is controlling the clock, having the ball. But if the Cowboys come out and have like a four play, 78 yard, two minute, five second drive, maybe even like a minute, 45 second drive. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Cowboys are going to route them. And it's just tough. The Eagles are coming off of, I mean, just a plethora of important games. So they're exhausted, bro. And um, yeah, I, I don't think this one, like, are you taking the Eagles? Three and a half, I'll probably take Philly. You're putting in the contest or avoid? I mean, if it's one of the five games that we narrowed down, yeah, like if we, like we like the Eagles. If there's five other games we really like, yeah, probably avoid it. Look, man, we were all in on the Eagles and then obviously what happened happened. And I did even tell Kenny, I was like, I wish we just enjoyed that game. Mm-hmm. But also Eagles at home as an underdog, it just felt like a spot that I would take that again, man. Oh, no. I, if they play again in the playoffs, I'm probably not? taking Philly again. Right. And hopefully they give us a line like that. But it's just one of those situational scenario betting spots that you kind of just have to take. So watch this. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Eagles have to tra- travel to the 49ers. 49ers are three-point dogs at home in the playoffs. Oh, I feel different there. Taking the Niners. It's tough, man. You got to take home dogs. All right. I'm it's sorry. Tough. I didn't mean to go yeah. to fantasy world no, like that, no, no, but, no, that's but that's a... That's a Possibility. It's a, yeah, it definitely is. Possibility. It definitely is. I think I'm going to go with Philly, though. Okay. You're on Dallas? Yeah. Dallas, yeah. and comfortably, I, too. I would say, like, this is, out of a lot of the games that I've been able to bet this year, this is one of my more confident plays. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's why I literally said I'll live bet them to, you know, win by maybe seven and a half, six and a half. Like, I'll, I'll find that. That line, or maybe uh, sometimes on Boyd, it offers the the winning margin six to thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of that. Ah, uh, be careful with those, man. I know it's cheese. I I'm fully aware it's okay. cheese on the rat trap, but I'm like, I can map out possessions in my head pretty quick, like yeah. football. But like, okay, the Eagles will have logistically five more opportunities to score based on you know my own little math percentages. They're going to score three of those times. Like I can, yeah. Play yeah, it out. I love I love that you brought that up because it happens every year during the full uh during the Super Bowl. A lot of props, people betting props, same mm-hmm. game parlays all nine. And uh I was watching the game. What game, what Super Bowl was it? Oh, I was watching the Rams Bengals Super Bowl with all my friends. All my buddies were there. They were all rooting for the Bengals. Everyone knew I had a Rams futures. <laughs> you know. So like I'm putting up the I'm putting this bet in and it's like a ten dollar bet to win like twenty eight thousand dollars. Mm. What's you want to hear the craziest thing though? I took the Rams minus nine and a half, and then I took the Bengals in that same parlay plus ten and a half. And if you remember the last drive, Jalen Ramsey almost gets a pick six, but like loses his footing on like the out route. And I told my buddy, I was like, bro, if the Rams could, if this game ends Rams by 10, it's like a 20, dude, everything else hit. Odell, anytime, T. Higgins over 100, T. Higgins touchdown, like everything else hit. And I'm sitting there and I'm doing this, going back and forth. Oh my God. My friend is like, yo, what are you doing? I was like, you know that that bet that I put 
He's like, yeah, the sucker bet. I was like, I know it's a sucker bet, bro, but let me have fun. Yep. Let me have fun. I know this $10 to win 28K. It's a sucker <laughs> bet. I'm fully aware. You're going to tell me of all people that fucking talks about this? Yes, I know. But why? And I bring it to what you said. Like, as long as you know that they're dumb bets. Fully aware. Have a good time with it. Yes. Yes, bro. Yeah. Just like the big pots that I'm about to go play after this. Yeah. I'm going to go, go enjoy myself. Go get a spin on the roulette table and see what happens. All right. As we wrap up this episode, at Veterans Minimum, as you can find all things VM, big ups to the members of the Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum, Mahul Patel, Abel Resin, Ben Kotzian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Thomas Robinson. Thank you all for your contributions. As you see here on the screen, for as little as $1 a month, you can support the Patreon. $5 a month, you get the betting picks. You get access to the Discord. $10 a month, you get access to the giveaways. And we're going to pay for the pay-per-view for someone next week for UFC. Oh, uh, really dope card. So we're going to pick a name out of the hat next week. What you decide to do with that $80 is, uh, is your choice, but we're going to pay for the pay-per-view. So Ooh. for December. And then we're probably going to give away something else too because it's the holidays. And then the $20 tier, you get the shout out to get merch on discount. And then the $40 tier, you basically get everything else and you're a crazy SOB for being in the $40 tier. So with all that being said, at Nick Day is 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. George? At Mr. George Carmona at Gridiron Junkies for my football show, brother. Uh, that's it. My dad is literally right there. He's waiting out there. Shout Yo, out to Pops. let's go. Pops man. rolled through today. Yeah, hey, you should have told him to come in here. You know, yeah, it was it was mid-show. Yeah, I know you raised him better than this. This is unacceptable. It was unacceptable. Next no, time we got to get him in here. He's nice and healthy right now. He's standing on his feet. He's, he's stay. I love it. I love seeing my dad like this. Let's go. Retired life, dude. He hasn't got shit planned. He's like, I'm going to go see my boy outside. And plus it adds to the crowd. I mean, yeah. we had, what do you say? Like 300 people stacked outside today. It's, it just it yeah, keeps growing. They were hanging from the rafters. It keeps growing. Like it's ECW in 1996. Stephen A. Smith wishes he had that type of crowd. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next time. In his element, I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.